I've got the Panthers and the Broncos, two of the best defenses in the NFL. As a matter of fact, I believe uh, Denver's ranked number one and uh, the Panthers are ranked number three or something like that. So this game should not be that high uh, scoring. Now, over the last three or four games, the Panthers have been red hot. I mean, blue hot, not even red hot, blue hot. And that's extremely scorching because uh, 40-something points on the teams that are extremely good in the NFL, talking about the Seattle Seahawks and the Arizona Cardinals, I would venture to say that they could do the same to the Denver Broncos. However, I don't think they will. God down the truth, I don't think they will. Because this is the type of team that Denver defensively can shut down. There's only two players on the Panthers team that I believe can win this game for the Panthers. Now, my partner JT calls in. We'll put him on air. If not, I can understand because I was kind of tardy to the party. But these two players are relative no-names. I do not believe Cam Newton is going to have the type of game that separates him from Peyton Manning in this game. I think Peyton Manning wins this game with the aid of the running game. I also think that all those passes that were dropped over the past couple weeks are caught. And I honestly think that Denver, who's the underdog in this game, comes out as the victor. Unless one or both of these players I'm about to talk about show up and are used in a way that gives a Denver defense a fit. Let's go over, you know, quarter by quarter and position by position pretty much. Aqib Tlaib and Chris Harris Jr. and Roby are the three starting DBs for Denver. All pro bowlers, all very, very good. And Roby has stepped in quite a bit uh, this season as of late because previously when he was a rookie, um, he was doing very well. But for whatever reason, he dropped off somewhat. But you've got Philly Brown, Ted Ginn Jr., and who uh, is it, Kachery? Yeah, Kachery as your wide receivers and punches. And it's Denver, in my opinion. Jonathan Stewart is your starting running back along with Cam Newton at quarterback slash running back versus a stout run defense advantage push. The reason why I say push is because Jonathan Stewart can bang that rock, but the Denver defense will stop him. 
Cam Newton, however, can throw from the pocket and run the the ball um, or scramble with the ball extremely effectively. And and that's why I say it's a push because DeMarcus Ware and Von Miller and Dan Trevathan and all those guys, they're going to have their hands full. But here's where I think Carolina has the advantage, and if they use this advantage, they'll win the game. Denver's linebackers, and particularly Danny Trevathan, cannot cover a, a running back out of the backfield. They can't because if you look at all the games that have uh, given Denver problems, it's always been a speedy receiving type of back that's caught the ball on a a linebacker that is struggling to keep up with them. Greg Olson versus – uh, T.J. Ward, advantage Greg Olson. T.J., actually, this is the type of, of tight end that T.J. can do one-on-one coverage with, unlike Gronk last week, where they shut him down for like three quarters and then all of a sudden he explodes. Albeit some of uh, of Gronk's yardage and catches came on uh second and third string safeties because both Ward and the other starting safety were hurt. But Greg Olson isn't that fast. He isn't that big, but he is effective uh, for Cam Newton. T.J. Ward can cover him one-on-one. I don't think that's going to be the case all game long because Carolina is a running team. And that's going to cause TJ to come down in the box a lot and quite possibly um, have Olsen go over top of him. But that's not who I'm saying is going to win the game for the Panthers. I truly believe Curtis Artis Payne and Fozzie Whitaker are the key factors to a Panther victory. And you might be saying to yourself, really? Are you kidding me? third and fourth string running backs, both playing on special teams? And the answer is, I'm not kidding you. Uh, Both backs are better receiving backs than Jonathan Stewart. They're more elusive, more explosive, so on and so forth. And again, Denver's linebackers have a problem covering the backfield. So, when you look at this Super Bowl, I want you to think about this. First quarter, filling out process, so to speak. Cam Newton's going to try to throw the bomb maybe once or twice in the first quarter. And then it's going to be Tlaib or Harris or somebody else that disrupts the play. It's not going to happen for, for, in my opinion, either team in the first quarter. You might get a couple field goals. You might even get uh, a stalemate at zero. But I don't think it's going to be that productive for either team. 
Let's go to the second quarter. Second quarter, we'll see both Manning and Newton attempting to uh, move the ball. It's going to be tough on either team, quite honestly. But we have Demarius Thomas, a.k.a. Bebe, and uh, Sanders, Harris, Ronnie Hillman, and and C.J. Anderson. It's going to be tough because now you're spreading out that vaunted uh, Carolina defense. Luke Coochley can't key on uh, Peyton because he'll either be on Hamilton or C.J., Thomas Davis is coming uh, back to play in the Super Bowl with a broken hand. Commendable, very commendable, but it's going to be tough for him to tackle. He's going to throw probably shoulders and chicken wing tackles at people, which is, you know, fine, but it's not as effective as him hitting and wrapping with both hands. Quite honestly, I do believe that Denver um, has the overall advantage in the situation. Now, Cam Newton is is looking to be the MVP of the league, and he should be. He should be. That's as far as his game is going to go this week. That's quite possibly an excellent MVP candidate who won the award but not the Super Bowl. Let's let's consider this. I've got two tickets to paradise, one of which is uh, headed to Denver and one of which is headed to Carolina. But they both land in San Francisco where the weather is just fine. So there shouldn't be any cold balls or, or or anything like that for the uh for the Broncos players to drop. Let's just be honest, there shouldn't be. I'm not sure if I got JT on the line or not. I can't really tell. But I think I see him in, in the chat room. So if he's there, it's a great time for him to jump on. If not, I'll talk for a little bit and uh, keep the show going. As I am extremely tired, but I can make it do what it do. Okay? So, my prediction, my halftime, it'll be 10-7, 10-10, all of which is in favor of Denver. And, yes, Peyton's going to look good. Don't get it twisted. Yes, he's 39, almost 40, whatever the case may be. And, yes, he's got some issues. But I think Denver's going to win the first and second half, which means they'll win the whole game. Now, if Carolina wins and defers to the second half, that's going to be a mistake. They should receive the ball uh, if they win the toss and try to score and put Peyton and the Denver Broncos in a very bad situation of, okay, 
You see how easy it was for us to score? Now try to stop us. But conversely, if Denver gets the ball first and they go down, that's the message that's going to be sent. We can score on these guys. Here's the confidence and, and the uh, and the players and the plays to to do this. It's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. But it's going to be an interesting Super Bowl. So after the long halftime, they come out in the third quarter, and it seems like, just in my opinion, except for last week, that Carolina is not a second-half team. And then they'll start playing zone and stuff like that. Now, last week, Carson Palmer threw for, like, what, five interceptions, and he had a total of uh, four fumbles or something like that. Terrible game. I don't think Peyton's going to make the same mistakes. I don't think he will. So third quarter comes and goes, and this is where I think Carolina needs to utilize Curtis Artis Payne and Fozzie Whitaker. That's going to be a critical halftime adjustment, in my opinion, if that's part of their plan. It might not be. So, third quarter comes in. We have no idea who's going to get the rock and how they're going to do it. But then you say to yourself, where is this Superman character? Where... You know, where's Cam's smile? Well, Cam, you got your team to the Super Bowl. I don't think they're going to succeed. If I remember correctly, last time the Panthers in the Super Bowl, excuse me, it was uh, Mr. DeLome at quarterback, Musa Muhammad, and Steve Smith. And they did pretty well, pretty well versus Tom Brady and the Patriots. But that was then. There aren't enough uh, targets that are going to help Cam Newton in this game. I don't think so. I really don't. But third quarter, they come out and they tighten the, the, the game up a little bit. I think they tie it at that point. Going into the fourth quarter, I believe you look at the final countdown for Peyton's career, that defensive and offensive line of his decides we're going to win the game for him. So they start running C.J. Anderson, who I think should be the starter anyway, and he breaks a couple tackles and gets in the secondary, and he scores. Now, Jonathan Stewart, has really to do the same thing for, for Carolina. But I think they're going to abandon the run game and go to the more of the passing game. Now, um, screens and the stuff behind the line of scrimmage, yeah, they're small, and they could turn into large games, so they're like stretch plays, so to speak. But that's all they really have, because once Ted Ginn Jr. is locked up by either Harris Jr. or Tlaib or even Roby, He's going to be taking out the game because all he is is speed, in my opinion. So let's view what I think is going to happen. The Broncos are going to win this game. I honestly think there's going to be a defensive player that's the MVP of the Super Bowl, unless, unless 
Peyton has a very good game, and then, of course, they're going to say, well, it's Peyton's last game, so let's give it to him. And that's what happens. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, um, I was going to jump into baseball, but right now, um, I don't think I'm going to be able to do that, not with my current condition. Uh, And JT's not in. Help a brother out. So what I'm going to tell you is this is an abbreviated show, a very abbreviated show. I want to thank you guys for listening to me. I'm going to tell you right now, the Panthers are going to lose this Super Bowl to the Broncos. Quote me on it. You really can. If you're going to bet, bet on Peyton. All right. I got to get out of here. Thank you very much for listening to me rant for about 30 minutes or so. And I appreciate the love. I'm out of here. Quick, quick show. Sorry to disappoint you guys if if you got disappointed and uh, was waiting for some more great stuff. But uh, can't do it today. I'm out. Fantasy sports and politics. You want to talk back. You in the right place. So take a step back before I get all up in your face. I know you got to live, you know I got mine. But there's like 50 yeah. other dudes holding on the phone line. Your voice will be heard, sir. Next caller, please. And if I don't concur, we can agree to disagree. We talking fantasy.